Hey guys, I am Caleb Giddings. I'm Keith Finch. And I'm Jack. And we're back in the same clothes that we were wearing last week because as you know now, peek behind the curtain, we record these in advance sometimes because we have jobs and lives and things like that. And you know, yeah, we have jobs. Technically someone gives us money we are employed. employed. I pay. I pay my motherfucking taxes. Um, Unfortunately, yeah. We're going to talk about taxes. So this week's episode is it's very interesting. And what we're going to do after Keith waves his hand so I can show you a sponsor banner is I'm going to play a video for you guys, and it's just I don't. I don't know how to explain what you're about to see, but it is a thing that you're only going to see. All right, here we go. Share screen, click, and we want to share. So I don't want to share that window. Do, do, do. This is, uh, for those who aren't paying attention, this is actually what we were talking about is the dangers of sharing your screen where you could be like, what's about to happen? And you're like, oh, you know, you could have will a bad the, thing. Will it be the program or will it be the folder titled Taxes 2017? <laughs> Wink. Which is just a folder full of crime. All right, here we go, guys. We're going to go ahead and share this screen. I'm going to blow this up to full size so you can watch this video. I just... All right, so we have a guy, for those who aren't, like, able to watch this, in, like, tattered camouflage, a chest rig, a Soviet-era gas mask. He's got some sort of, like, short PDW gun, and he's climbing up the world's rustiest ladder. Is uh, this escape from Tarkov, you ask? And he's just kind of waving the gun I around mean, one-handed, mind you. Well, I mean, he's climbing a ladder. I don't know what you want from him there. Like, I don't know. I don't even know what. I mean, it is. It looks like it's not trailer. like in Goldeneye where you just run into it, Caleb. Ooh, this, this looks is, like the trailer. Oh, I just for a realized this is like picture. UK. Yeah, UK camouflage. That's kind of cool. All right. So this is weird, but here's what it is. This is on an Instagram post from Fieldcraft Survivals, which if you're not familiar with, are very real guys. Mike Glover, great Ooh. guy, has a podcast. You should totally listen to it. Has a very serious background that he's super willing to talk about. Is promoting a thing called Breakout East. And Breakout East is a five-day training course coming this fall. Students are immersed in a fictional and challenging environment where decisions have consequences. And there's a bunch of there's a bunch of uh, hashtags here, some of which I think really stand out. Um, hashtag Fallout. Uh, hashtag Metro, which I'm pretty sure is a reference to the Metro games. There mm. is no hashtag Tarkov in here, but I think it would fit very well. I, I um, think that would be excellent. They do have hashtag Storyline, which drops me right back to Bethesda with yeah. the, the Fallout game. Like this is this is clearly a scripted event. And, and um, they they have a plan for this, uh, so this is some. This is and then the, the last one, the last one's really important. Hashtag Robin Sage. So that's what I was about to get to. Is like this sounds like they are larping Robin Sage with, you know, not Green Beret candidates. Just yeah. kind of 
so out let's in talk the about wild. What, what Robin Sage is. Okay, so Robin Sage is part of the uh, Green Beret training process where they dump they, they dump uh, candidates in basically a fake town that is also part of a real town and they have to E&E through this pro- E&E escape and evade through this whole process. They have fake money that they can use to bribe border guards and stuff like that. With, they work with locals. They build up small little team stuff. Like it's a big evol- involved thing mm-hmm. for the SF pipeline. And it's, and from all, st- all stories that I've heard about it are uh, that, and I quote, it's super lit and like, Everybody who has gone through it and talks about it is like, that was some of the most fun I had, but it was also valuable training because again, you have to think the, the mission of the Green Beret is not actually a direct action mission. It's go behind enemy lines, teach, you know, Ukrainians how to shoot javelins. I mean, teach, what did I say? Did I say that out loud? Anyway. Is that my outside voice? (laughs) Crap. Um, (laughs) But the idea of a sort of Robin Sage civilian training sounds cool with the with a great big asterisk on it and a great big asterisk is if it's being put on by somebody like mike glover you know if it's being put on by a legit dude and that brings me to the other side of this coin which is all of the weird like warrior train like a navy seal fantasy camps we if it's if it's like fantasy boot camp i'm kind of like well, before I talk about the negatives, let me talk about why I think this is cool. Okay. This is a guy who has done this for real, has the training understanding to be like, hey, you should probably consider these things. And what it looks like to me is that for five days, you're going to be E&Ing, reconnaissance stuff. There was another post. I'm trying to find it where he talks about it a little bit more. Um, but you're basically going to be put into training scenarios and have to work through those training scenarios. And at the end of this five days, you'll be able to sit there and go like, hey, that was a really stressful event. I learned a lot about myself and about different little topics. And you get something out of that. I think that is cool. I also think it's a super niche group of people that want to do something like this. I'm obviously among them. Um, But when I look at stuff where it's like alpha male leadership camp, and it's like some dudes in a public park and they're all wearing like matching rompers and there's like some dude yelling quotes at them and calling them like you're scum you gotta be better no i'm out i'm sorry you know what it is it's somebody read it's somebody standing there with one of jocko's books and he's just screaming lines from jocko's book at these guys while he's spraying (laughs) them down with a garden hose calling them homophobic slurs and i'm like that's not that's not the same thing you can miss me with that one um when i've always found this the the concept of these like so to the to the mike glover one i've always found the idea of that to be fascinating because it's so not what i want to do because if i wanted to do that i would just go sign up for one of the cross training opportunities that we get from time to time with the army where they're like do you want to go be cold in the woods and i'm like no pass we had slot i'm not kidding we had slots for uh arctic warfare school which is held in northern minnesota in february and i was like no with no northern this sounds Ar- like none of the fun i'm like not, wait, not any of it you want to 
I mean, I would have gotten the Arctic Warfare tab that I could not actually wear in uniform. So I don't know what the point of it is. But <clears throat> back to this. I love the idea of stuff like this when it's done well. Obviously, when you've got like a Mike Glover doing it or like, you know, if um, uh, I guess I'll use Jocko as an example, even though I don't know Jocko in any sort of way or have any professional association with him. But if he wanted to put on like a Navy SEAL leadership principles camp that uh, where you also did push-ups and carried a boat, I would be like, all right, cool. This seems like a thing. It's not a thing that I want to do, but I'm glad that some people want to do it. So the key here seems to be not uh, not cut Jack off for long, but the key here seems to be this is a really cool concept and it could be really fun, really immersive, uh, basically like live action problem solving, very serious problems for five days. But the the key here is we we've got to have guys with the background to do it. Yeah, otherwise it's going to be a circle. Yep. It's just going to be a circle jerk of people yelling at you. And <laughs> now, Jack, as a resident uh, expert on LARPing, um, what is the level of separation between this and Dungeons and Dragons in the Woods with foam swords? Four to five steps. Four to, four <laughs> to five very serious steps. But it, I honestly, I would, I would really love the encounter where they're like, Recky, you know, they're doing a patrol and they're like, they're going this way, and like all like whoosh, halt, like everybody stops, gets in a cigar shaped perimeter, and then there's like a crew of elves that are going the other way, and they're like, they're like, halt, what did thy elven eyes see? And it's like, uh, hey, we have the park until 6 p.m. You're not supposed to be here. We got a permit. Hold on. I think I think we're like out of our I we were supposed to be tracking that which way is true north? And like, oh, it's yeah, you're way off. You want you want to be on the other side of the railroad tracks. Over oh, here is the park. We have this until 6 p.m. <laughs> that is and uh... they just like fade off into both directions. Or there's just like a prisoner exchange, like one guy goes over here, now there's like one kid with a bow. Like I'm having Dude. such a great time. <laughs> the best part is do you that remember, interaction happens. This, this reminds me of that that thing in Europe. Uh, do you remember when we accidentally invaded uh, from Poland into like Luxembourg or one of these things? Like there was there was a patrol that went one country too far and took over some dude's factory, and he was just like. I guess the Americans are there for right now. That's, that, sounds, that sounds about right. For a minute, I thought you were going to tell a story about something you and Jack had done in Europe, and I was 100% ready to mute this whole recording and be like, <laughs> no, 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 I don't know what the statute of limitations is on kidnapping Russian oligarchs, but I don't want it down the air. So, so, so I think it's, I think it's kind of interesting how gun culture has responded to the term LARPer. I remember being on a forum or a Facebook group, something a number of years ago, and somebody posted a picture. It's like, look at this LARPer wearing all this gear. I don't know what it is about a certain segment of gun culture that if they see a gun, they're totally happy. But if they see a chest rig, they get bigly mad. But it's out there, and it, it's weird to me. Um, 
and they were like, look at this LARPer. And like five years later, I'm looking at kids on Instagram that are like, I watched a bunch of Grantham and I watched a bunch of other guys and I bought a gun and I bought some gear. Hashtag LARPing. Go to the woods with my buddies. We're going to LARP. And they're out there like for seven hours doing drills and just like training like hard dudes. I'm like, good for you. Good, good for you. Like big claps round of applause i don't care that you learned it all from youtube i don't care that you're not right about every single thing i don't care that your draw stroke sucks i like you're that they're doing there. It. Yeah, yeah you're out there doing it and making it fun which is something the other gun people didn't do for me when i was coming up oh, you know i'm so you know who you are all of you're them. not allowed to have fun I always have considered that myself to be lucky that I kind of ended up in competition shooting very early into my like involvement in the gun community because that was fun, right? Yes. It went and it wasn't and you know shooting USPSA and IDPA basically right off the bat for me. I was like, oh, I get to run around and like shoot fast and like you know use guns that I, I like. Yeah, this is great. And having that as my introduction was way better than like. And my dad didn't do this, which was probably why I ended up in USPSA. But like, you know, having your dad or your uncle or your grandpa hand you his, you know, bolt action 30 at six and be like, now you only want to load one round at a time because I hand loaded them and blah, blah, blah. And you're at an NRA range and it's one shot per second. And you're like, dad, I'm bored. This sucks. <clears throat> I'm going to say something. Jack called me a boomer last episode, and this is only going to reinforce it. Kids these days coming up into the firearms community have no fucking idea how good they have it. You can go online, watch a Garantham video, learn, you know, basically copy him. And the end result of that is you are reasonably squared away. You can go online, you can watch a steel challenge video and copy Max Michelle and end up reasonably squared away. You have all of these opportunities to enter into the shooting community, none of which involves standing on an NRA range with an old man in a red hat telling you- to I had to order it from Paladin Press. It took <sighs> two weeks to get here. I didn't even get a trailer about what it was about. Oh my God, Pal is Paladin Press still even around? I hope so, God. No, I I'm running to Google right not now. too long ago. <laughs> Yeah, I remember being kind of upset when they did. Um, so I want to say I don't want it to end here. I don't want I don't want just civilian Robin Sage. I think if you embrace having fun and scenario training, you can do more with this stuff. And people are like, but that's not that's not training for the streets. I don't care. Shut up. The street I've I've been in the streets more than any dude who's ever said train for the streets has ever done it. That is a big fact. Jack belonged to the streets. Let's, let's be real. You, Jack belongs to the streets. Uh, by the all, way, Paladin, all that will it work in the street stuff? I know, but it's fun. Uh, Jack, should you or should you not take your shirt off before a fist fight? Never, never take your shirt off before a fist fight. I'll tell you why they do it. They do it because they're getting excited for the first time in a while, and the adrenaline is causing their body temperature to rise up. And your fight or flight spot starts doing weird stuff where certain parts of your body lose feeling like your fingers because your body is about to be punching people and it doesn't want to feel that other parts of your body start experiencing additional contact sensation, not mainly the trunk because your body's producing all this heat. So guys take their shirt off 
to show me that they don't often get excited before violence. They've never, they haven't had this many introductions to it. So when it was get hard before I yes. draw my gun. Yes. <laughs> All of that is just a physiological response. And so when I see someone take a shirt off, I'm like, that dude's about to lose his fight. He, Very- he is a, he's about to get trounced. Uh, that's really solid, uh, like life advice, guys. By the way, um, there are ways, and there are lots of ways that you can inoculate yourself against that stress response via training. Like oh, this. Oh, hey. oh, oh, oh. That was, uh, I, I, guys, I just, I have to apologize. That was actually an accidental segue that worked out really well. So good job, us. But it's absolutely true is that good scenario-based training, good force-on-force training, and even competition shooting or competition martial arts. Now, I'm going to caveat that martial arts, I'm come back to that in a second. But all of those give you the ability to inoculate yourself against that stress response. Now, back to the martial arts caveat. I am not talking about slap and tickle Taekwondo. However, if you're in, but I will throw taekwondo back into the mix if you happen to go to the sort of taekwondo school that does fully opposed sparring like if your teacher throws you in a ring wearing you know gloves and a helmet with some other guy and says you two guys all right now you two guys fight there's no points we're just gonna fight then that counts that shit counts those those chest protectors do nothing you can go oh my god i got I got kicked in the chest so hard wearing one of those. I thought my heart came out my spine. It hurt. Yeah, they, they're not doing anything yeah. for you yeah. guys. <laughs> some dude, some dude who's been ta- training Taekwondo since he was four. And now he's 22 years old. And all he eats is chicken and brown rice. Does a spinning back kick and hits you in the heel. Hits you in the center of your chest with his heel at full speed. You're just like, you're just like Dr. I, Strange, you just come out of your body. And you look your at it soul like, oh. comes out. You're still there a minute later. Also, I want to clear something up. Breathing? If you see something, someone pulling on MMA gloves, that's not to help you. Yeah. Those are to help me, the guy putting on the MMA gloves. That's to make my hand feel better. It will not make your face feel better. I remember watching a guy put on MMA gloves. I was like, oh, I've been punched a bunch. He's wearing gloves. This will be great. And then he proceeded to rock my head. Like it was that little knobbly thing behind your door, which is like, that was also the only <laughs> sound I could hear for 20 minutes as I cried. Like, <laughs> here's some but, other, hey, here's the thing. If you want to come to scenario bar fight school, I'll put that on. I think that actually a lot of people could benefit from something like scenario or bar fight school. Uh, no, other that things would, that, that would be sh- a good like that. That might even be a good episodic one in like an urban urban survival urban learning uh, type scenario is bar fight school. Like yeah. th- this is this is how actual fights happen, my dudes. Uh, um, the guy who has cauliflower ear, just don't fight that guy. Yeah, leave uh, that guy alone. Nope. <laughs> cauliflower ear is the human way. It's like when nature puts bright red stripes on an animal, you're like, you know what? <laughs> I just, that one's, that's a bad one. Um, <laughs> here's one of, one of my personal favorites. And I've, I've seen this happen in the real world. And I have seen it happen in videos as well is when two guys square up and one guy reaches out and just like, shoves the other dude in the shoulder not hard enough to like knock him down or create distance but when he's just getting his range because he shoves him with his lead hand and then that next hand is just like now i know how far you are night night time so i i used to be a strong left lead let me knock this out of the way 
and in an altercation with a guy, he's like, what are you putting that hand out there for? And smacked it. And I was like, two more steps. <laughs> and then that dude was unconscious. <laughs> like he, he went sleepy. That's why that was, I was range finding, bro. This was a laser. <laughs> oh, I touched you with it. Now it's now you're gonna go to sleep. So anyway, guys, uh, don't fight the guy with cauliflower ear. Leave your shirt on before you get into a fight. And scenario-based training, like live action Robin Sage, can be a really valuable tool for this. And I hope, I really hope that whatever this thing is that Mike's got going on is a success because I always worry about events like this where they're gonna sink time and money into it and they're not gonna get enough sign-ups to make it I happen. Think, I think we should we should try and all sign up for it. We should just we should all go. Well, because there's really only two ways something like this ends up. It's either awesome and it's super cool and everybody loves it, or it's the ball pit at TumblrCon. That was a. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, go Google that. Uh, You want to look up Internet Historian? He has a great video on it. Mm. Uh, Just choice. Absolute choice. (laughs) Oh, I guess it could also be the other thing I could have gone with is Firefest. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I I think the Tumblr Con is actually way more interesting than Firefest. I mean, yeah, for sure. A Firefest and a Fire dude Fest to suck somebody off for a case because... of water. So <laughs> oh, man. This this episode's gone off the rails. Uh anyway, <laughs> that's it. So good luck to Mike Glover. I hope his thing works out. And uh Jack Mike Glover, uh, if you listen to this, I'll be in touch. I doubt yeah. you do. <laughs> uh any last well, words, guys? No. Uh, see, see you at uh, the the East event here. Yeah. Maybe I'll see you at Firefest with machine guns, guys. <laughs> Firefest machine guns. <laughs>